Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Remaw and Connor Tallon with you until 10 this morning, celebrating Oscars weekend with music from the movies and Pirates of the Caribbean starting off the second hour. So now let's go from a pirate to a sweetheart. <laughs> we just couldn't do a movie show without Declan Wolf. So El Marie rang him the other day. We really have to get back to a place, Declan, where you're in every Sunday chatting about films. But this weekend of all weekends, Oscars weekend, I couldn't go without chatting to you about films and movies because for all the times you've come in and done film reviews on the show, I loved them. When I was sick first, you kept me going with so many Netflix recommendations and movie things and series I could be watching. And uh, I love the way you always have a mind of your own and you come in and if something is awful, you trash it and you trash it good. Uh, so so it's always oh, great. That's me. You know, I love an old complaint. That's what I love the most is to do a big complaint. Well, I'm not bringing you on for a rant now, in fairness, today. So um, what I'm looking for is uh, the movies that have moved you, what has touched you or like really to talk about something. Yeah. Movie or soundtrack that you think other people should see or listen to if they haven't done so before. And Well, I have the perfect combination of both soundtrack and movie that I'm going to try and get up on my soapbox and convince people to go and revisit because it's an old classic at this point that I came in contact to when I was about 18. I snuck downstairs in the middle of the night, Network 2 at the time, that's bringing us all back, to watch The Big Chill. 
It's a movie from 1983 with big, huge blockbuster names at the time, like Jeff Goldblum, Kevin Kline, Glenn Close. One of the best movies. It changed my thinking and my mind with the most incredible soundtrack directed by a director who's gone on to have such a varied career in doing things like Star Wars. And then this, The Big Chill, which is an examination of friendship, grief, transitioning of beliefs, depending on what age bracket you're in, all with an underlying humor and warmth with a killer soundtrack with the most amazing tracks from Aretha Franklin, The Four Tops, Marvin Gaye, The Exciters, The Love and Spoonful. Just an amazing movie and a, a blockbuster of a soundtrack. I know you're such a huge Motown fan, so all of that soundtrack and everything like that of uh, speaking to you is no surprise. But actually, The Big Chill is one of those kind of classics that I have not seen myself. Uh, so, And I know I wouldn't be the only one in that boat. So can you can you kind of set the scene or start the arc of the story for us? I can. It's a group of 30-something friends who were young people in the generation of what we would now refer to as boomers. So they were free-loving hippies who, in their life, through having families and having to conform to society's expectations, re-meet for a friend's funeral and then have to re-examine their neglected friendships, their own lives, their conforming to modern standards, and their, their loss of youth and their transition into middle age. And the movement of America from the 60s of the idea of freedom and society developing and equality into what would have been Reagan's 80s, the era of excess and snobbery, big cars. And it's them looking at their lives and all through the lens of a funeral and all with this wonderfully loving, kind humour and looking back to maybe what would be considered a golden age also with the knowledge that things weren't rosy in the garden in the 60s, that things were just as bad. And as a movie goes for today's generation, I think it would be an amazing study because we've moved on so much since Mm. the 80s, since the 60s. And yet we're going to encounter the same problems that if I'm, I think I'm Gen X or maybe a millennial, that the freedoms we would have pushed for in the 90s maybe are taken for granted now. And there are people pushing for freedoms now, then 20 years, hopefully they'll be taken for granted but there's this movement of society of, of a sociology study, Elmarie, through the lens of humour. And it's just such a warm, amazing movie with superb actors and this killer soundtrack providing a momentum for the story to push along. It's the best 143 minutes ever. You have so sold me on it, Declan. I'm telling you, it's something I'm going to try and watch uh, this week for sure. And like you said, just the most incredible cast. Uh, When you look at them now, I suppose, to the most part, that's what, almost the bones of 40 years since the film itself was released. And the incredible names that were there, sort of in their powerhouses. In their prime of youth, I know. Meg Tilly, it's just the cast is phenomenal. And the care and the dedication and, of course, the great story that goes with the movie is it was Kevin Costner. It was his first big break and he got edited out of the movie so you never see his face. (gasps) What? Yeah. So the movie generated amazing headlines like this. He is cast as the, the, the dead friend who has died, unfortunately, through trigger warning, everybody, because it's a very triggering movie and it's supposed to be. Uh, He's passed away through suicide and the friends come together and they re-examine very heavy topics like sexual assault, suicide, grief. 
and it's done in such a sensitive, clever, artistic way that you're watching it. And even though it's multi-location, it does feel it's got the gravity of a play and it's got this really beautiful, weighty dialogue, but it's totally accessible. So even to me as an 18 year old watching it, I could buy into it, revisit it now, another <coughs> 10 years later, <laughs> I can revisit the same movie yeah. And still get the same buzz as an adult now being in the same age bracket that those actors were cruising towards, looking at problems like marriage issues, children, the want, friendships. Oh, Elmi, it's a tonic. It's well worth the watch. Oh, I'll be on to you. I'll be WhatsApping you as soon as I have it watched. I'll probably be WhatsApping you during it. Um, but <laughs> Declan, the big chill. It's a tear fest, a laugh fest, and it'll change your thinking. And then this amazing soundtrack. Another Cork filmmaker who's always busy is Yvonne Colin from RSVP Productions. In the last few years, she's had great success around Europe as a producer on a number of independent short films. 
And seeing as she's fresh from wrapping up a TV series on Irish tourism, Anne-Marie rang her to get her movie pick for this morning. Yvonne, there are so many hats that I could be talking to you about. Obviously, the work in the frickin' crane just goes from strength to strength and incredibly exciting and rewarding work there. But all your theatre work, all your festival work and all your work with various community organisations and now a brand new TV series which people can pick up on Sky as well, travelling all around Ireland and filming the most beautiful locations and chatting to people and getting their stories coming on the back of a sort of autumn winter season where films you were involved in were being rewarded and recognised at so many independent film festivals around the world. So you have wholeheartedly embraced the world of film cinema producing and presenting. Yes, it's definitely the full time job. (laughs) So tell me about the new series that's on Sky. Uh, so that's Great Reasons to Visit Ireland. It's produced by In-Flight Flicks and Visitor Flicks. And it's Sky 186 and it'll be Thursday 7pm or Tuesday 12pm. And I bet you just had an absolute ball filming it, did you? So much fun because you get to talk to amazing people and really you're chatting to people about their locations that they want visitors to come to and you're asking them why they decided to start this business and you're just hearing the passion that they have for it. So it's it's just that step um, on from, you know, telling p- people about great places to visit because you're really introducing them to the people who make it happen. And that's really what's very exciting for me. Filmmaking is something you've been involved in for years, telling stories and making documentaries and following projects and things like that. So for you, when were you bitten by the film bug? 2010, I joined a, a group who were starting a film club in Cork City. Um, I'd been involved in theatre since uh, professionally since 2006, so I already had that background. But once I joined the club and made the first film, which was kind of a, a crazy short film with helicopters and limousines, it was a bit of a, an action comedy. Um, it was great fun to make, but yeah, I was bitten by the bug then because the difference is with film and theatre, as much as I love both mediums and love working with actors specifically on creating their artistic performance, with film, what you've made is there forever. Whereas with theatre, you have that beautiful moment in time where you see the performance. But even as a director, you can come in on a different night and see different things because the performance will develop in some way or the actors will make new decisions. Whereas that piece of film, not only is it there at any point, and especially now in our digital world where you can really have access to it so much more easily. Um, yeah, that's that's where the bug came from. I, and I just love it as a medium for capturing absolutely beautiful shots as well of, you know, like like for reasons uh, to visit Ireland. We have amazing vistas to appreciate and you can capture that on video in such a, a mesmerising way. And you can now take the most incredible aerial shots with drone photography as well. Quite unlike, I'm laughing at the first short film, Hello, the budget that there would have been there for that with your limousines and helicopters you were describing. There's many a feature film wouldn't have the helicopter budget now, let me tell you. Um, But when it comes to 
soundtracks and that sort of thing. That's one of the reasons I was calling you today um, as somebody who is 100% immersed in the world of film and filming now. And, uh, you know, the soundtracks that we put, the scores that underlie those overarching aerial shots and photography and particularly putting a series together where you want to create a sense of epicness. The soundtrack is so critical and crucial to the whole process. And I asked you to choose one of your favourite soundtracks from the movies. So what are you going to give us today? For me, I think Pulp Fiction has an amazing soundtrack. It's just such an eclectic mix of different music that just fascinates me. Um, And, you know, working with composers on soundtracks, I know the dedication and the artistry that goes into it. And actually, David Duffy is the um, composer that we used for great reasons to visit Ireland most recently. So, I mean, it's such an important driving force to any piece of film. So uh, respecting it by having a little chat about it today is wonderful. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, Pulp Fiction will always be my number one when it comes to the sounds that I remember from movies. It was one of those movies that didn't have and doesn't have a specific underlying score for the whole thing. You know, it just drew on the most incredible and, as you said, eclectic collection of songs and singers to drive the narrative. It really did. And, you know, that's just really clever as well. Plus, you know, it went to different um, times and different styles of music. So it really added another layer to the story in a way. And uh, I picked for you today, the Statler Brothers, which I'd never heard of, I have to admit, until I heard them on um, Pulp Fiction. And it's just such a catchy tune. So I'm sure your listeners will be like, oh yeah, that's a good one. Duly done. Let's press play. Yvonne, thanks a million. Great to talk to you. I keep hearing you're concerned about my happiness But all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess if I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry enough. Are you and your friends are worried about me? I'm having lots of fun. Galloping flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Last night I dressed in tails, pretended I was on the town. As long as I can dream, it's hard to slow the swinger down. So please don't give a thought to me, I'm really doing fine. You can always find me here and have a quiet time. Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 50. Cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo Now don't tell me I've nothing to do It's good to see you, I must go I know I look a fright Anyway, my eyes are not accustomed to this light And my shoes are not accustomed to this hard concrete So I must go back to my room and make my day complete Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. 
now don't tell me I've nothing to do Don't tell me I've nothing to do And you're very welcome back to the programme. You are, of course, listening to The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103 with Elmarie Maul and Connor Tallon. Celebrating the Oscars today with lots of different music from the movies. I really hope you're enjoying the really varied selection we've had today so far. Another voice everyone is familiar with during the week is our own Patricia Messenger from C103's Cork Today programme. And Patricia came back to us with an absolute classic for this morning's show. When Elmarie called her, during the week. Patricia, Monday to Friday, I know that you get to play so much great music, but I threw this to you and I said, what about music from the movies? And you were the first person actually to text me back straight away going, yes, and I know exactly what it is and it's E.T. And <laughs> yeah, good, and you were good, good, good morning to you and happy Oscar weekend and all of that. As soon as I saw your message, I didn't even have to think about it. I said, OK, fa- favourite movie with the fit with the music score. I was thinking the music and the movie together mm-hmm. and E.T. just came to mind. I mean, to me, John Williams, his music, it was the best movie score I think that was ever made. I mean, it's full of emotion. It's full of power. And we all remember going to the movies to see E.T. and you came away and you believed in magic. And a lot of that to me was created because of the music of John Williams. I suppose the flying theme for E.T. is what we immediately think of. But you're right. There was so much more intelligence and emotional intelligence in that score that underlined every moment. Well, the one thing I discovered, because then obviously when I decided that I was going to be talking about it, I said I must remind myself everything about E.T. And I ended up going into a rabbit hole of John Williams music and ended up listening to the soundtrack again. And what I didn't realise was that Steven Spielberg, obviously he had collaborated a lot at that point with John Williams. But when he went to John Williams, he, he set him a challenge of creating a soundtrack that would generate sympathy for such an odd looking creature. Because E.T. was a very odd looking creature and we all came away falling in love with this odd looking creature. Mm. And again, I mean, a lot to do with Steven Spielberg, but so much of it to do with the film's music music score, which, of course, went on to win a well-deserved Oscar that year. I mean, like what an amazing movie career partnership the two of them have had over their not just the lifetime of their careers, like as two men who relate so well and connect so well to each other. You know, they couldn't just relate professionally if they didn't have that connection personally. And E.T. was such a personal story to Spielberg that John Williams had to also engage at that deep personal level, which is why we care. Yeah, and and I and I do think when I started, you know, reminding myself about E.T. and the storyline, I mean, I haven't seen the movie in ages. I now want to go and watch it again, having listened to the music during the week. But I, it 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 struck me when you know the whole premise of the movie is about this little alien and how he needs to get home. And you know what came into my mind was the Ukrainian refugees that are here. And if you ask any of the Ukrainian refugees where do they want to be, they want to go home. And that to me is what E.T. was all about. No matter. Where 
where you are, you know, no matter what kind of friendships you make, home is always home. And it was all about getting E.T. to go home. And of course, Elliot did uh, help E.T. get home and he got home thanks to that music score. I mean, if you think of the scene where E.T. and Elliot ascend from the ground on the bike with the music playing, I mean, that's the image, you know, that you'll never forget. And you sort of it struck me. You know, E.T. would never have got home without John Williams' musical score. I'm, I'm convinced of it. It just gives me chills every time I hear it. And Spielberg would never have brought the movie home to its conclusion without the music either, because I know one of the other stories that's often told about it is, of course, how John Williams was having trouble timing what he wanted to compose with the images that Spielberg had given him. So Spielberg said instead, OK, you write the music the way you want it. And Spielberg re-edited the end of the movie to go with the music. That's how important this soundtrack was to the overall story and to the film reaching that particular finish. So a great choice, Patricia. We're going to go with the flying theme. And I think we're all there. And it's again another one of those timeless things, but more timely, as you just mentioned there now as well, when we think of uh, the Ukrainians that are with us at the moment, for whom just going home is what they want. Yeah. And just and to finish off with my Oscar trivia for you, uh, John Williams has had 53 Oscar nominations and he has the most nominations for a living person in Academy history. He's only behind Walt Disney, who had 59 nominations. So 53 Oscar nominations and he won five, of which one of them was the wonderful E.T.
hard to believe it's 15 years since Falling slowly won the Oscar for Best Song. It's just exquisite though, isn't it? Here's Len Hansard and Marquette Erglova.
Nai Kaintvina Oscars is Okoid Starule Gawilan Skanon and Kalin Kuin Eran Lista Nocht the Skanon Ijanashunta Skanon An Specialta A Gasvias Ko Toka Ladina Kasuna Kari Crowley Aun Fishier House Agasirina Shachtani Ladini Vi Boz Untoch Fingwege Margrave Brendan Gleason Agas Paul Meskel Lig Lowert Nogelge Eran Carpate Darug Agasithic Frasta Lerner Baftas Agas Marshinde Agas Connick May Er Twitter in a Fresh and Gwildina Disnahirishori TG Car, Ima Haul Gadi Los Angeles, Lahaik Nahaskers and Ochso, the Migalera Faramach, the Sna Agalev Shin. I guess Ismuile Smuinever, Grev Gachdine, Fear Vrodoilasta, Ogazi the Kint, V Twitter in Rallo, Agas Vigalordine Raw, Gavralo Fain Kintnis Faras Gilge, Akrev Drogal or Hue Hortfui, Marganinadish Botun, Lads, Din and Botun Goni, Ach Picartuinganish, no grammar police at Ogoil in our Nig. Is far gaelge brishta na aspa gaelge nacha? Ach is fear ear off freshen, kegawil na meal to dalte of frasteler gaeskalada, nach laurian shade and tongue at tave a mother in skoil, marnach will oitna, grafader a yen of gnodurha, well is faderling tosnu, is coma, keko brishta is a will the gaelge, ni hogig shay ach irucht uingaleer, gur of mahagut, bader a ross na shapi, nu gavmishgale, Conas a thought too few, like shagrit, agus marshin, look fogel bioga, small steps lichela, is alling and tanga e, agus nia wine eran red carpet, nuhurinta vet brodoilas, gunairi gugial, lenar ashtori gulair anacht, agus is coma, kain doishna a vine no nach vine shed, is ur specialta e dan railga, so be hartuing eachilura. Now, normally I chat to Michael Waldron about paintings or sculptures every Sunday. Well, instead of going through the Crawford's work of the week this week, we decided to give Michael Waldron the task of switching art forms to one he never gets to chat about. So Connor had a decidedly different chat with Michael when they spoke the other day. Michael, this is a new one for me because, and possibly you, we've spoken about every aspect of art in the Crawford Gallery in the National Collection, every medium we've covered. And I don't think I've ever asked you this question. What would be your favourite movie track? (laughs) (laughs) You're throwing curveballs now. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) That's a really, that's a really interesting question because I love I've always loved kind of movie soundtracks even oh, since I was a, a kid. Yeah. So yeah, just the compositions of movie movie magic makers. <laughs> oh, that's a very hard question. All right. I have many many favorites. Okay. I think I like I like Time by Hans Zimmer. That was in Inception. Wow. Edward Scissorhands theme from. Oh. By Danny Elfman. Yes. <laughs> but I love, what I really love, I think David Byrne worked on the soundtrack for The Last Emperor. Remember that movie with Peter O'Toole? Yes, yes. And I love the theme tune to that. It's a marriage of Chinese music and... East meets West. Western, Western movie music. Yes. And it was, I think, the first Hollywood movie to be made in, in China. <laughs> so I love that one. <laughs> Can you remember when you saw it first or heard it first? I saw it probably when I was about nine or ten. Wow. So it did make an impression on you, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was yeah. I mean, it, it's a spectacular film and, and so unusual. But And I remember reading the, the book after 
afterwards as a teenager. But I, I remember that soundtrack and being, it sounded like nothing I'd ever heard before. <laughs> so that's, that's why it sticks with me. <laughs> and did you have any inkling at that age that you'd be doing what you're doing now? 100% not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought I would get into movies. Or really? I would be yeah. in screenwriting or directing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Believe it or not. There's hope for you yet. Look. (laughs) (laughs) Your choice for this week for our Oscar special is, and you're always great at finishing my sentences. Is The Last Emperor theme. And actually, that movie was Best Picture, 1987 or 88. I think that's appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) This is this week's Work of the Week picture, the best picture from 1988. (laughs) And it's your movie theme for our movie-themed show. Michael Waldron, thanks a minute. (laughs) Thanks a million, Connor.
He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I love you. I know. Here's Johnny. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Say hello to my little friend. Go ahead. Make my day. Wax on, right hand. Wax off, left hand. Wax on, wax off. Where we're going, we don't need roads. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! Good morning, Vietnam! Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Keep the change, you filthy animal. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, that wraps up our special Oscars movie music and all our guests for today. We hope you've enjoyed the show with a difference. Normal service will resume next Sunday. And here's wishing the best of luck to all of the Irish nominees tonight. The biggest field we've ever put out to L.A. From us and from all our guests, have a great week.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 